This podcast is supported by Lost Fans Unite, the best place on Facebook to connect with other Lost fans, to share memories, to remember and to let go. If you want to be part of this active and fun community, search Lost Fans Unite on Facebook and request to join the group. Welcome back to Lost and Drunk. Uh, this week we have something very special and completely different in that I am on my own, so Kai is not with me this week, and also I'm completely sober. Uh, the reason for this is that we are actually uh, doing an interview this week with the actress who played Nadia. Um, this is Andrea Gabriel. Andrea, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, doing really good. How's, uh, how's LA at this time? You know, it's oddly overcast. It, it, it's never not sunny in L.A. I, I hate to say that to people in the U.K., but yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and I'm sure you feel very sorry for us right now. Oh. What's the, what's, the tem- <laughs> what's the temperature like? Because I always think it's all about the temperature. Like, if it's overcast, it's, I actually prefer it as overcast a bit because it's not too overbearing, I find. The sun isn't too, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, the sun can every day can be a little daunting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what is it? I will. I'll actually look it up on my phone. What is the weather today in Los Angeles? It's it's sixty degrees. Sixty degrees. So I'm just going to convert that to Celsius. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> sixty Fahrenheit to Celsius. That is. 15 degrees. See, that's still a lot warmer than we've got it here, but I mean, that's the nature of living yeah. in California, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm originally from uh, from New York City, so I oh, still yeah. don't take it for granted that it's sunny and, and nice most of the year. <laughs> yeah, because New York has like a mixture of weather, right? Like the summers are still quite warm, but the winters can be really cold. Is that is that right? Yeah, I think that we're, we're kind of similar to you guys, except we don't rain quite as much. But yeah, um, yeah well, we, we can get a very cold winter and a really, really humid summer. Yeah, like super, super humid. Yeah, I think you guys call that close. Yeah, basically. A cold summer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to use, use your vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. um, it's funny that we're talking about the weather because um, that's just like the most British thing that I think I could have done unintentionally. <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> I was in um, San Francisco a few years ago, and I went on my own, and I went out to uh, I went out to Denny's for dinner, um, uh-huh. and I it, it was absolutely like hammering with down with rain. I was I was drenched, and I went into the restaurant and like got seated, and I said to the to my server like, "Oh, it's really raining out there," and the guy just like looked at me like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Oh my god, the <laughs> British people we do talk about the weather all the time. Like it's just I don't know, maybe it's because it's that so is- terrible." <laughs> I think that's adorable. I th- you guys are just like you. You want to you want to put everyone at ease, you know. And the yeah, weather is such a such a healthy way to begin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great bit of small talk, I've got to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Cool. Well, um, yeah, I'm gonna start uh, asking some questions then, as that is the nature of what we're doing here. So I'm just gonna go, go for straight it. for it, if that's if that's good good of you. Absolutely. Amazing. Cool. So start at the beginning, not right at the beginning, but what drew you personally towards acting? Like what, what made you want to, to pursue it as a career? Well, both of my parents are actually, uh, involved. Um, they were, they were soap stars kind of in the eighties. I don't wow. know if you guys, 
Yeah, I don't know if I'd call them stars, but they definitely were on soap operas. And <laughs> <laughs> they definitely and, um, acted. They did the acting. Yes, exactly. And it was sort of it was weird. It was just sort of there nine to five. You know, I would go to school and it was it was a great schedule for, for parents because, you know, you you they're gone when you're gone and then everyone's home at night and there's not yeah. any location, you know, so one of them didn't go off for six months at a time or anything like that. And so yeah, yeah. it was it was so normal. And I, I thought actually I had, um, this theory. I mean, it wasn't a theory. It was a belief that everyone in the world was an actor. And if they were a doctor or a policeman, that was like their day job. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> and actually in, in LA, that's not too far off. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like there's that old, uh, sort of stereotype that you're everywhere you go every restaurant you go to that every the whole place is staffed with actors right like everyone is yeah. a, wor- a, a waiter but there's a working actor trying to you know try oh, to cr- yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah oh yeah oh yeah well you know waiters and bartenders that's sort of universal but i also yeah. thought that you know like dentists and you will find in la there are dentists who are like working on a screenplay it's hilarious wow <laughs> yeah i mean it's it, pretty it, pervasive. it kind of makes sense i suppose because uh, having like a long-term like a stable job like being a dentist allows you to have the time to be creative in your like off days I suppose like that's yeah it's sort of the way that I've looked at it like I, I I'm I'm currently studying at university but I'm like I work on creative projects when I'm not at my job and my job is like I do like care work so it's completely different but it allows me the time to do stuff like go to university or like uh you know playing a band or something like that so I can I can completely get yeah. where you're coming from yeah yeah. And so, and so I, I just, um, I just always figured I'm going to be an actor like, Oh, mm. on the side, maybe I want to like own a pet store, but <laughs> yeah. generally you can do both, that, was right? my, that was my, my theory was like, I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever, but to a kid, you're like, okay, if you like pets, have yeah. a pet store. I mean, of course I'm not <laughs> thinking like have all I'm going to be a vet or like, you know, do, yeah. do volunteer work. It's like own a pet store. Or if you <laughs> like flowers, own a flower shop. It was, it was, yeah, kind of stupid, but. <laughs> I mean, that, make, that makes sense to me. Like you can, if you, if you like flowers and you can just own a, a flower store and then you can see the flowers all the time. Like, you can be around them all yeah, the time. Exactly. Like you just walk through, you hang out in your store and they're right there. Then I, I get what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and you know just it, it just i mean we won't think about it logically about you know actually yeah. m- merchandising and <laughs> you're eating all of your stuff if you're in a candy store and you own a candy store and uh, anyway yeah <laughs> but I, I always knew that i would uh i would just get involved and it didn't actually become an issue until i was older mm. like probably a teenager and i wanted to start auditioning and that's when my dad was sort of like yo like okay do you know what it you know what's involved it really 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 sucks like a lot of the time it really sucks and so I was just like yeah so like if I wanted to be a doctor uh which I know you would love me to be a lot (laughs) of that sucks you know yeah so there's there's and and I mean god you know in acting nobody dies I mean it's like well Well, hopefully hopefully yeah yeah exactly (laughs) But oh you get it. I was just like, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, mm. like the stakes are low and this is like, it's, it's so much fun. And it's just, you know, it's what I, what I, what I feel I can do. I mean, I, I'm, I, I suck at math. So here <laughs> we got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. Um, so how did you uh, come to be cast on Lost? What was the, the process like? Um, 
Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's so random. Cause that's the, that's one of the beautiful things about acting, um, is that it, it, some people find it the most infuriating part, but I think it's awesome that in one day, just everything can change. Cause you get one phone call. It says, Hey, they want you to go in on this audition. Mm. Now already you're, you know, you know the, the odds are pretty much stacked against you, at least in your own mind. Cause you're like, well, they're having everybody in also. Yeah. And you don't, you don't know. Maybe they're having three people in. Maybe they're having 500 people. You have no idea. But all you know is where to show up, what time. You know what the sides are, what the scene is. Mm-hmm. You kind of make your choices and do your best. And then you go in and you present it. You, I didn't even know who was going to be in the room on that day. So I got the, I got the call from my agent, I think, mm-hmm. the day before kind of run home and I'm like, oh, and I hadn't seen Lost yet. I just... Okay. Uh, had, it, it, had it started I, airing at this point? Because I know your first episode was uh, Solitary, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, only, only uh, I think, I think the pilot had aired. Mm. And then um, I think the week that I got the job, it was, uh, it was whatever the case may be, I'm pretty sure. Okay. And then... Yeah, and then they re-showed the pilot, and I watched that and the second episode, and I was like, okay, I get it, okay, okay, mm-hmm. I think I get it. <laughs> and then I went in and I got it, and then the next week um, was Walkabout, and I, I, I mention this often, like, that's when I was like, okay, yeah, like, this is amazing. I think that's I, definitely, I, like, uh, I, I've always said to people, like, trying to get them into the show or just talking about it generally, like, if you watch the first few episodes and you're not hooked by walkabout don't bother like i wouldn't judge you for walking away from him then but like if you are like so my friend kai the the co-host he hasn't seen the show before and part of our podcast is that he's watching it for the first time while i've seen it like a dozen times or whatever and um and he's trying to follow a drunk <laughs> oh man, it, it's such a nightmare because because we we record all of our episode in ba- episodes in batches so instead of getting drunk once a week and watching it which is terrible on the liver and you know <laughs> just and just eats up so much time we basically sit down once every couple of months and we'll get drunk and we'll watch as many episodes as we can so not only is he trying to follow it drunk like he's trying to like remember what we've watched like two months oh before oh my god that so... sounds that sounds awesome actually yeah one, well... of my sh- one of my favorite shows is drunk history so oh yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, what would be really funny is like you know trying to explain drunk <laughs> what <laughs> what happened without the show. Just like okay, oh. then there's this like you know plane. Yeah, it's starting- it's it's <laughs> interesting. Like because he he's also um he's a bit younger than me. I'm 28 and he's 21, so he's sort of grown up on a different um. I don't know what the word is. Like he's seen a lot of different TV than I have when I was his age. If if that makes sense. Like there's a lot oh, of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in Lost. He's like, oh, you know, Jack is sort of like the stereotypical white male hero. Um, and I get what he means in terms of like it being a bit of a cliche character. But uh-huh. like at that point in television history, like you had to have that as the anchor because obviously Lost was such a big show. It needed yeah. to to grab the, that audience, like. But you can you can get away with not doing that anymore because you you know people yeah. have it, society's progressing and like people are understanding like you don't need that anymore. You can have anything. Like I've just this evening started watching Watchmen, and like it's mm. obviously that's an, another Damon Lindelof show, and it's sort of like in terms of like character, it's sort of the inverse. Like there's a lot of like fem, uh, female characters around, like not all white characters and so on and so forth. So yeah, it's really interesting. Like listening to him, and and hearing how he's perceiving the show because he does have that 10 year difference or whatever 
Oh, it freaks me out that the show went off the air 10 years ago. It freaks me out every day. I was it's like, really weird, and it right? went on the air 16 years ago. What's yeah. that about? That's, that... Well, almost 16. So. Yeah, yeah. That's really mad. I, I, I still remember the morning I woke up and thought, oh my God, the finale is aired. Like, I, I hadn't, obviously hadn't watched it because I just woke it up, but I was thinking it's over like it's over and i remember that Aww, so clearly i remember I getting my socks out of the drawer like thinking oh no Aww, <laughs> i know i know i know me too me too yeah. it's it was it was an amazing amazing thing to be a part of so oh sorry so yeah other thing um they they called me in and i went in and actually on the day um everybody was there and I had no idea like going wow. in I was just like and also on the same day they were auditioning um Danielle's so oh, okay a bunch of Nadia's and a bunch of Danielle's and we're <laughs> both like completely different scenes one's in a jungle one's yep. in Iraq I'm like what because I hadn't <laughs> seen it yet and so what is the show <laughs> exactly I'm like, where are we exactly so what I mean, I went in, I just didn't think about anything ex else except just what my scene was. And it was the uh, in interrogation scene. Uh -huh. um, and it was actually a lot longer. Um, I still have it, actually. It was a couple page longer. And, and they made it, it was a lot darker, the, um, really? the actual audition. Oh, yeah. Like she was talking about, I mean, there was stuff about Uday and there was stuff about... Um, yeah, like what had happened to her already. It was pretty grim. <laughs> so they cleaned it up a, a, a bit yeah. but, um, for the actual show. But I went in and and there was uh, David Fury was there, who was an amazing wow. writer, executive yeah, producer yeah. at the time. And, and Damon was there. And um, I'm trying to remember who else. Just a bunch of people sitting across from me. <laughs> and no of pressure, course, April then. Webster. No pressure. The, the brilliant <laughs> casting person, April course, Webster. Of course, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, and I just, I went in, did it, and I, I, I left and went about my day. And I was just like, yeah, it felt pretty good. And then around, I guess, five o'clock, you get that phone call where it's like, okay, don't leave town. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they really like you. They need to send the tape over to uh, you know, Hawaii because the director is is out there scouting locations. So right, yeah, just yeah. hang tight. You know, I'll be in touch. But you know, anyway. So they just want to make sure you're not going anywhere. So I actually did have to cancel the trip because um, I was planning to go somewhere. Oh, what? <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to go to New Mexico with a friend of mine, but uh, I didn't. So are you glad then, that um, you didn't go on that trip? Now was it worth you know it not what? going? I think it was worth it. Yeah. I, th I mean, yeah, I, I just postponed it about a week. Um, so then, <laughs> so then uh, I, I'm waiting the entire next day, like, okay, trying to, and the thing that I always do, I try and like, you know, bring in, well, if I don't get it, it's okay because mm. A, B, C, D, and E, you know, you try and think of the stuff to buffer it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was just, you know, I was kind of in that nice kind of like sweet middle zone. And then I didn't get a call the second day and I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's that's that off to new um, mexico <laughs> right because <laughs> i i really thought that it was i mean i you could tell sometimes you can tell when it's a rush um like i have a feeling someone might have dropped out or mm. there was a scheduling conflict it might have been an offer that fell through who knows but it really seemed like you know okay so you know when the audition is the next day and it's kind of a big guest star you know it's there, there's a time situation yeah and so yeah, so um, I figured if I don't get a call by the next day, that's pretty much it. And then I, the next day at like 9 p.m., I got the call. Wow. And she's like, okay, 
So, yeah. And then the next day after that, I went out to take pictures that were going to appear in next week in Walkabout, the ones that he finds in the, the fuselage. Oh, of course. Yeah, I was wondering about that, Jane. I never thought to ask you the, the, que- the question, but that makes a lot of sense because the, you, you, we saw your face before you turned up in the show, right? Right, right. Yeah. So those pictures actually went out the next day so they could superimpose them on mm. the pictures that Naveen was looking at. I don't know who that was, but wow. <laughs> just a stand-in probably. But um, oh, Wow, well, that's that's a nice little bit of trivia, actually. I quite like that. <laughs> yeah, oh, cool. So, yeah, we were just on the on the Disney lot, and just like, okay, uh, the director wanted this kind of a look and that kind of a look and this mm-hmm. kind of a look, and boom, boom, boom. And I'm, I'm sent home, and then, you know, in about 10 days, went out. <laughs> wow. So how long did the shoot take for that first episode, then? The first episode, I went out on a Friday, was it? It was originally supposed to be, I think, um, I would leave on, uh, God, I don't remember what happened. They they ended up switching it around at the last minute, so I ended up taking, like, a midnight plane. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and I was completely freaking out because I, I had had all my, my stuff to do, you know, and I yeah. had planned it out. And then all of a sudden it's like, how do you feel about leaving today? And the reason for that was because they were shooting at, um, it was an army barracks on Oahu. And it turned out that the day they were going to be shooting, they were actually having an air show there. Right. Okay. So yeah. So they just, they just automatically had to scramble and reschedule and so i so the first day i shot was on a on a friday so yeah originally it was going to be i went out friday and then shot monday tuesday and came home wednesday but mm-hmm. i went out thursday night shot friday shot monday came home tuesday so, so you had a nice weekend in hawaii then <laughs> i had a weekend in hawaii very nice did you um the the the, the stuff that you shot when you say it was the army base is that a diamond head or or, or somewhere else it it was um I'm not exactly sure where it was they just yeah. kind of put they put me in a van and blindfolded me and took me anywhere um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was actually it was it was incredible cuz it really did look like Iraq yeah. on one side but then on the other side of of the road it's complete lush foliage and I'm like okay Iraq uh, I get it <laughs> whatever <laughs> and Does then it, you know yeah. they they just CGI'd it completely for for the show. Just made it desert. It's crazy, isn't it? Like this one thing that I talked uh, I talked to a lot of people about. It, well, I say I talked to a lot of people. Anyone that will listen to me, I talked to about. Um, <laughs> they, they don't realize that ninety five percent of the show or something was filmed on Oahu. It just oh, like, yeah. it goes to show the 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 amount of creativity that's gone into like reimagining the, the, this one island uh, that has a very distinct look, obviously, because it's Hawaii. So you you you're gonna be oh, able yeah. to tell. But no, they did such a good job. Like we were, um, me and my fiance were, uh, we visited in September actually, and we were. Oh, you um, did? Yeah, I've been, I've been twice now. I went once with my my family a few years ago, um, and I think I annoyed them a bit because every day I was like, they filmed Lost here, they filmed Lost oh, here. Oh, I, they- I love it. I love <laughs> and it. then I like, I, I got my fiance. Well, I say I got. She wanted to come anyway because it's Hawaii, but she, you know, she put up with it a little bit more because like we had our own car and stuff, and we went to the beaches, and you know, we went through the jungles and did the trails and stuff. But um, we yeah. went to um, Camp Erdman, which was the um, others' village in seasons, you know, three and onwards. Um, oh wow! And. I still can't get my head around how they shot it so it looks like an enclosed small, well, village, because in real life, I don't know if you ever went up there, but it's just like on the main road. There's like a beach wow. right next to it. And then there's just, 
telephone poles everywhere and like it doesn't look like it did in the show at all it's really re- really amazing how they managed to do yeah. it like pretty consistently they, week they to work week. magic it's crazy um and then yeah they, they had a studio there um uh, I forget what it's called even, but the studio where, you know, they would have the interiors. Yeah. So like inside the temple or inside the hatch or that kind of stuff they would have um, on set. And only once or twice that I walked through. But it was it was so weird walking through because it's like kind of, you know, fake jungle when actually you walk outside and they're actually shooting in the jungle. In the real know? jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Me, so me, me and me and my co-host Kai were talking. Well, I say we were talking this week. In the episode we released this week, we were talking, but we recorded it a couple months ago. We were talking <laughs> about um, why uh, the caves plot in season one came up, and I was wondering whether it was for the same sort sort of thing, like because the caves was a set, right? It was built in the studio, and we yeah, were, yeah, yeah, we were we were thinking maybe it, that was because it's easier to control like sound and just everything if you're in a studio instead of actually in the jungle (laughs) weather as well yeah yeah yeah. i know the rain would sometimes be a huge issue like they would and then they shot in the rain all the time like (laughs) that's mad it was yeah and that that rain is serious i had the one one rain scene in my entire lost career and it was that was probably the hardest the hardest thing i ever shot there was well, that the um the greatest greatest hits the charlie episode yeah yeah, oh, yeah okay. it, that one and the uh and and the uh oh i i don't want to spoil anything um but uh Okay. Season five. Let's okay. just say season five. That was also kind of difficult. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm trying. I, yeah. I, I was going to say at the beginning, I'm trying to like air away from spoilers just a little bit because Kai hasn't seen the rest of the show, but I just talked about the other's village. So I'm going to have to censor this a bit for him, I think. <laughs> and I'm sure and I'm sure a lot, a lot of the people, uh, you know, listening since most of the popular, a lot of the population was born after it yeah. went off the air with exactly. these spoiler alerts also if they're interested in watching it. Spoiler for a 10-year-old, a plus-year-old TV show for anyone who, who's oh, it, listening. It's surreal. It's like five years after the finale, we're like, mm. okay, so I guess we can pretty much say everything now. And now that it's 10 years after the finale, we have to shut up again in case people want to start watching it. Yeah, because this, it, it runs in cycles. Like a few years, I don't know if you, you, you uh, heard any of this, but I think it was about three or four years ago, there was a massive uptake in people watching Friends for the first time because it went on, really? to, Net- yeah, it went on to Netflix. And like, I'm someone who watched Friends like, Maybe not so, like, I'm 28, so I sort of just missed most of it, but I would watch it, like, while it was on TV, and then it sort of dropped off. Like, in the UK, Friends is really big, quite, uh, I think, maybe bigger than the US still? I I don't really know. I know I have a Canadian friend who said she was like, yeah, Friends, like, isn't that popular outside of of the UK. For some reason, people in the UK just love Friends. Um, (laughs) That's so cute. Yeah. um, and I love that. Yeah, I think it went on to net Netflix or something, and like, all of a sudden everyone was watching it, and and it was just a lot of people who were like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen who had Netflix accounts and were born like not long after Friends finished, so they never right. got the chance to see it, and then all of a sudden it was massively popular again, and at the same time, everyone realized how sort of like dated it is. There's a lot of like homophobic yeah. and transphobic jokes that weirdly like back then i suppose the show was quite progressive but nowadays it's it it doesn't it hasn't aged very well but i mean no, that's the, the no, nature of time yet. passing isn't it that's just what happens i suppose yeah and they don't have one like friend of color not one <laughs> yeah six white people in new york <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and everyone in like you know Central Perk is also strangely white. It's just like way. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's very. It's 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 like you don't realize that until now. Yeah, it's when very it's, very you know, weird. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like, um, I think it's Warner Brothers. Uh, released some cartoons from like the 40s or something they I, I don't think oh, they put them on God. youtube or the streaming service but what they put this um sort of warning not warning but like a a t- title card that basically said these, alert, yeah yeah basically <laughs> these these are horrendously outdated the views that are like expressed in in these in these is like not at all okay but they were oh, made no. 70 yeah. years ago and we don't think it's right to censor you know yeah. what, what it was because how else can we look back and see how far we've come and how far we still have to go exactly. if we don't know where we are and but, some of them were really great cartoons although heinously racist yeah you know? exactly it's like it's 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 yeah some some of the stuff you watch and i think it actually is good so that people can actually see what was going on and, and be like sure. how is that okay how is yeah, that yeah. ever okay absolutely you know? yeah and i think like um uh, D- disney should probably do the same thing i think like they have they feel like quite famously have song song uh song of the south which is i've never seen oh, it but God. it's like yeah meant to be very very racist and they sort of like buried it in their vaults it's it's definitely not on disney oh, yeah. plus i'll tell you that much oh no no i actually <laughs> i saw that in the theaters yeah i'm dating really? myself now <laughs> yeah. wow it was it was still out like it was an old i mean i'm you know I'm not yeah. 65, but, <laughs> but but there were, uh, you know, it, it was being re-shown just like they would re-show Snow White or Sleeping Beauty in the theaters when yeah. I was a kid. And when I got older, it, it completely disappeared. And that's actually a, a good thing because yeah. I... There was one point in my life, I think somebody had a, a bootlegged version of it, like a copy of it, and we rewatched a tiny bit of it, and it was like, wow. You sort of realize oh, how wow. different, yeah. This is not a children's movie. This is like, <laughs> <laughs> this is institutionalized racism. This yeah. is crazy. It's quite interesting yeah. how uh, Disney, one of Disneyland's most popular rides, uh, Splash Mountain, is based on that film, you know? It's like... Yeah. It's crazy, crazy stuff. Anyway, um, so the next question I was going to ask, we've sort of uh, yes, covered yes. covered it a bit, but um, I, well, I think we covered all of it. I was going to say, were you were you a fan before being cast, or was this before the pilot had aired? But you said the pilot had just aired, but you hadn't seen it yet. Is that that correct? Right. Yeah. And so then I did see the pilot. I I enjoyed it very much. I kind of understood a little bit more of what was going on, and then um, I saw whatever the case may be. And to be very honest, I was like, you know. yeah, we we um so. <laughs> Our, our, our episode uh, where we watch whatever the case may be we was last week and I think um, <laughs> listening back to it yeah we weren't very uh, impressed with it overall I think I think better of it than it actually is if that makes sense yeah well the first I mean it's kind of, it's kind of the first reveal that where you realize people aren't what they seem so that's interesting mm, that's very true um, yeah yeah but I I mean after the pilot and just the production value of that and just the I mean it was just constant action and you're so engaged after the pilot it definitely is a you know it it is a, a cool down it definitely yeah <laughs> and then, yeah you know and then it springs right back with walkabout where you're like shut up <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the thing I was gonna—I I was gonna say earlier, but I forgot—I forgot to actually get to my point. I ended up rambling on about something else. But um, uh, yeah, my, <laughs> so, so my friend Kai—that—that that was the moment that I think got him engaged with the show overall. Like, was walk about the, 
the um to sort of the reveal about uh Locke being in the wheelchair but yeah, at, the, at the same time yeah. because because i was we were both quite drunk i ended up spoiling it for him a little bit i was like hey kai look at his legs look at his legs kai like for the whole oh, episode no! look at that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I still feel quite bad about that. But um. <laughs> if I if I were if I were drinking during walkabout, by the end I would be like crying and be like, "No, man, you don't get it. They <laughs> no, they didn't know what he could do, man. He knew the whole time." It's funny you say that because where so I was staying at, at Kai's uh, parents' place over the summer with him. That's where we were watching, and um, he went off to bed, and uh, I was so like hyped up on the show that I put on um the the piece of music uh. It's called a "Locked Out Again," which is the Ooh, song that's playing um, when that reveal happens. And I was asleep oh on my- his couch, and I was bawling like my eyes are like it was so emotional. That, that okay? That is that's Michael Giancino, and he is mm. absolutely a genius. He's just Absol- oh definitely. my god! I completely the, the agree. Music with you. Is, yeah, the music is a character on that show. It's just. It, it, I mean, I, I, it's just the way the music builds, especially in that episode. And it's just so incredibly cathartic and like, wow, mm. it's just, everybody has to go out and watch it again right now. Definitely. <laughs> it'll like, it'll definitely give you a spring in your step for next week. It's just like, <laughs> don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really <laughs> impressed with the, the amount of music that he wrote for the show, like week to week, like, um, the same way he did the um the the Star Wars movie Rogue One a few years ago. And apparently, he only had eight weeks to write the score, which is mad. Oh, he's done everything. He just yeah. he's 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 a genius, you know. It's, and I I find I'm very uh, musically oriented, motivated when mm-hmm. it comes to film. So you know, like E. T. Like John Williams and the the soundtrack to Cocoon and uh, the Color Purple. Like mm-hmm. these are just. I can turn them on any day and just just you go right back there, you know, to wherever yeah, yeah. you were. So just I mean, I really think that he he made the the series what it is. This the music is just it's it's its own thing, you know. I definitely agree when you say that it was its own character. Like I don't think it would have been the same show without his his score. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that's I, it, it kind of, I mean, not to, not to criticize the industry, God yeah. forbid, but, <laughs> but, but there's, you know, I mean, there are a lot of shows on TV right now, I find that have just really, um, generic music that it, it's, it's on every single procedural, it's on every mm. single show. It's just, you know, the, the law and order kind of thing where I, uh, it's I not really mean. a score, yeah. you know? It's, it's unfortunately more, it's yeah. like easier now to uh i mean i can't i i can't, again I'm, I'm also not criticizing the industry but like it's so much easier to get someone who can open up logic on their laptop and do the score for a for a tv show you know i i i, I i'm at the point where i forget that they used to be or maybe there still are like actual orchestras doing tv music because it's oh, not yeah. it's it's not the, the pace is too fast for stuff like that generally isn't it these days Yes, absolutely. Mm. And Michael, like, you know, he, he, I don't know if you heard about this, but he does these concerts maybe once every couple of years out here where yes. he'll do, yeah, have, have you been? I've been to one, the, there was one in Dublin last year. Me and my friends flew over uh, from England and yeah, we went, uh, went to see it. The, um, it was the, the Lost uh, concert. And then I actually saw yeah. him, I saw him again in uh, October, I think it was at the Royal Albert Hall. It was like a, uh, Giacchino versus David Arnold. They had like a, 
this night where they had it, it was a different conductor but basically Michael and David would come out and pretend to like have a boxing match and then the, or- the, yeah, the orchestra would like play a song. There was like a theme to each like round. So this this person would walk past with a sound like round one and ding the bell. And then they play like one. There would be theme to each one. So I think the first one was like it was like spy theme. So there was like a David Arnold's uh, song was uh, Casino Royale, and then Michael's was The Incredibles, and then there was a Benedict Cumberbatch round. So it was like uh, the Sherlock theme, and then it was Do- the Doctor Strange theme. Um, so wow. yeah, no, I, 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 fantastic events to go to but sorry yeah uh, uh, what were you saying about about the concerts oh I, I was just gonna say that you know i sometimes i've i've been able to go to those out here so mm. it's just, it's so awesome to be a part of and just see just the fan base who shows up who's just so committed and and loyal and just how it's it, it, it's still its own its own animal it's still you know the the whole show and the experience it it, it lives <laughs> that actually leaves me quite uh quite nicely onto not my next question but my next next yeah. next question <laughs> um, so uh, basic on what you were saying there like obviously the, the show was a hit during its first season like in terms of ratings and like everyone was talking about it it was like the big thing but um mm-hmm. were you were did you really have any inkling of like what it would become down the line like in retrospect can you say that you felt like it was going to be one of those big shows that like I mean, i'm trying to think of what came before something like Twin Peaks, but more popular, you know, more popular. Like, did, were you were you aware that it it would have this long lasting impact? And like ten years later, you'd be doing interviews about it still and going to the <laughs> concerts and like, you know, there's a lost there's lost con on um, every few years. I know they're doing one in Oahu again this 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 coming year, where everyone's just going to get together in the in the church that they filmed the you know the final yeah. scenes and just watch the the final episode. Did you have any idea that it would be like that? Or was it just like, hey, this is like a really cool job? Or mm-hmm. um, At first it was like, this is a really cool job. But I I feel like after Walkabout, I, I, I got that sense. I felt it after that because mm. I was like, there's nothing like this right now. Like, or there hasn't been for a very long time. You could just really feel it, you know, in that, yeah. in just those final moments of that episode that I think I, I did realize at that point um, it was going to be a, pretty big deal but but (laughs) what was interesting was when i i went out there for the original for for solitary and Mm. and you know after walkabout and all the buzz and everything that was going on here i i went back out there and they were so removed and being out in the middle of the ocean that they they didn't know what which was actually really charming you know because they're just like oh yeah i heard we're doing really well in the ratings we're doing great huh and it was like no you don't know (laughs) like people (laughs) are losing their mind like they're so into this i i was only like like, sorry go on go on oh no no they were just like oh that's great i'm like no no no, you'll see you'll see (laughs) (laughs) i suppose i suppose like you know the the internet obviously existed then, but it was it wasn't anywhere near as uh, important in modern life as it as it is now. So I guess like nowadays, you would, everyone would know straight up, right? You you would know how big the impact of the show is, even if you are out in Hawaii. But you know, fifteen years yeah. ago, I guess like you know, cell phones didn't have Facebook, and Facebook wasn't a thing, and you know, it was harder yeah. to to gauge that sort of um. Yeah, I I, I mean I I totally get what you mean. I was I think I was um fourteen. I just turned fourteen when the pilot aired in the UK because it aired like a year after the us it aired like september 2005 oh wow so I, everyone at my school watched it i just re- i remember really clearly like it was just the the thing that everyone was watching you know and then 
over time it, it got a bit more complicated because the, the the network that showed uh the first two seasons they had their like license bought by um what's essentially like a cable network uh called sky they mm-hmm. showed it on sky one from season three onwards and most of the people uh, sorry most of my friends like they you they had like the basic channels um mm-hmm. no one really had sky one so everyone watched the first two seasons and then no one watched season three which i think was part of the reason that they ended up wrapping the show up right because the it was just i know in the us it was a bit different it was more to do with schedules and like answers not coming and stuff but in the uk it was a lot of people just didn't have access to the show anymore oh wow that's yeah. so interesting yeah i feel i felt like season three um it just it that's when things got a little confusing mm. um and a lot of people lost the thread uh i mean and of course i'm not talking about the hardcores i mean the, the, yeah. they would follow it no matter what absolutely but, <laughs> yeah yeah and and they i mean they had theories and they had you know uh, just i mean they 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 put me to shame but <laughs> but i'll even in that like in season three that's where i was like wait what wait what wait yeah. what like, you know, with the others and stuff, because I could follow as long as it was, you know, the uh, the was it the tail section? Yeah, that was that was pretty easy. But mm. then, you know, I mean, I, OK, so spoiler alert. Yeah, Kai, <laughs> stop <up>. listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, you like after season two, when you spent all the time, first of all, you, during season two, you want to know what's happening with the people in season one because mm. you got really connected to them. And then. In season two, you get connected to all these people, and by the end of it, well, they're dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, basically. You know, when, <clears throat> when they started, when they started introducing more people who were the others, mm. that's when it was sort of like, wait, are we going to get used to these people? And now it's going to be worth nothing, also. Or yeah. I feel like it was, and I mean, they had, they absolutely had their reasons because not only that, you know, these are just writers and, and producers who were trying to make a cohesive story and the, the network had this massive hit yeah. and the network would have been thrilled if they did it for 18 seasons, you know, mm. 24, like more seasons. They just, and I feel like the, they couldn't tell the story they wanted to with such an open-ended uh just shape to the thing so i think that's why they were just throwing out stuff and tap dancing and sort of wasting time for a while and then i completely agree with you yeah and then at a certain point they did get an end date you know because they had been pushing for an end date for a long time and when they got one that's when things started coming together again like maybe i'd say season four i Um, yeah i think like the watching the beginning of season three there's when they're uh like kate and sawyer in the uh in the cages that whole section uh, it just feels like a lot of treading water but by the time you get to like the last five episodes of the season like that's when it really starts moving and then like you say from season four onwards it's just non-stop like movement yeah yeah and everything is coming together again they're tying up loose ends and of course they couldn't tie up everything that they had introduced but you know they also and some people will say yeah actually they did tie up everything they introduced so Mm. i mean and those those fans know more than I do, honestly. But, <laughs> uh, you know, because I told you I got a little lost during season three and was like, yeah, I'll come back when you when you guys call me. Let me know. I'll be right here. <laughs> well, that, I was also going to ask, did you did you follow the show? Like, obviously, you, you got a bit lost, like you said, around season three. But did you pick it back up again? Like after that, as the dust had sort of settled there. What, what was the uh, what was your yeah, interpretation yeah. of it? 
I still have a big blind spot in season three, but yeah. I didn't really go back and pick up the pieces, but I, I got back on course pretty much when, when things, you know, when, when it started, when it started popping again, mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to use that word, but when it, when, <laughs> when it started, you know, when, when I felt like there was movement, um, yeah. and it wasn't just introducing, cause you know, season two, I felt like, you know, it felt a little wasted that we met all these people who died, you know, yeah. they're just, they're, they no longer even exist. Like, I mean, you know, they don't even mention them anymore, you know? It's something that I've been thinking about recently, actually, because like, because uh, in mine and Kai's actual watch of the show, we're just about to watch the season one finale. So I'm aware that like the, the, the tail section survivors are there on, on the, on the horizon. But then, like thinking about it overall, like they don't last. You're right; they don't really last very long. Like I think, I think, I guess Echo is the only one. Well, I mean, there's Bernard, but he he's he's sort of like the the outlier, right? Like he he's yeah, the only only yeah. one who makes it. But like Mr. Echo <laughs> and Mr. Echo is like the last one of those guys who dies in like earlier third season. And then you're right; there was this whole like element of the show, maybe like a third of the second season dedicated to these people spread throughout yeah. the season, you know, and then by the end of it. But I guess that's just what happens. Like things, you know, when you when you when you're writing a show that's twenty five episodes a season, like you were saying, tap dancing, like you can't pace properly. You don't know where all your pieces are yeah. and like maybe some people want to leave the show and maybe, you know, stuff happens. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he didn't, and they didn't know again, how many seasons they were going to have to go for. So yeah. they didn't, I mean, they, they might've not, they might've brought those people back, you know, who knows? So they just threw out a lot of stuff just to see like what took and what didn't. Um, but I, I mean, listen, they, they did, they did a great job with, with everything that was thrown at them. Yeah. But yeah, but I, that's probably why I kind of I kind of lost the thread a little bit. But yeah. then I was definitely back on board by season four. Yeah. You were back and what's it. what's cool is every single time something would happen, um, you know, that I would come back on the show. It was so contained. Oh, really? <laughs> There's not much I had. Yeah, I just had to figure out my own story, really. And OK, so what am I doing now in this alley with Charlie or what mm. am I doing with Locke here in you know, California and what like making sense? Because I, I didn't get any information. So just you were just trying to. <laughs> yeah, just trying to figure out myself like, OK, so what happened prior to this? Because I had to get from Iraq to this point. Yeah. So. I had, what yeah, happened? You, you have a ha- house in California and Locke's coming to look at your roof or something. I can't remember what he's what he's doing in that yeah. sequence. But it's like it's quite I'm far from. Right. <laughs> yeah, especially I considering got a mortgage and everything. your first episode, <laughs> you, you were being like interrogated and tortured. <laughs> like, well, at least you have a house. <laughs> I run, I run out the door with just a gun and nothing else, and now I'm buying a house. There you go, <laughs> the American dream. <laughs> Uh, aside from Nadia, obviously, like, do you have any of the characters on the show that you connected with, or I, I don't want to say like, I, I, what's your favorite character, whether it's Nadia or not, but are there? Well, maybe I will. Do you have any characters, <laughs> characters that are your favorite that aren't Nadia? Of course. Um, I let's see. Well, characters that I'd want to play, or just characters that I love. I mean, I guess. I well, mean, I mean, either. I was thinking more of like watching the show like what sort of characters do you like watching what scenes uh what what people and what scenes do you like um oh got it got it well i thought there was there was so much great acting but i think um my my favorite will always be Locke. i just Mm. i I love that character i love terry i think 
just so much talent and so much depth in that character, um, especially in the first the first couple seasons where um, you just really get a sense of the man. Mm. Uh, you get a sense of who Locke is and what, you know, just before it, it got to the mythical proportions that it got to, <laughs> just, you know, about just the emotional reality and psychological reality of this guy. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I actually... I had I had a whole vision of I can't talk without spoilers. <laughs> but I'll go, I had, go for I it because I think I'm gonna I'm go gonna try, I'm gonna go through and cut bits out anyway. So just go for it. Go okay. For it. <laughs> okay. Cool. So I had I I mean I had a whole vision of of how he got paralyzed mm. before the reveal of how he got paralyzed. I like mine better. <laughs> what, what, what was yours? I, I'm interested. Mine was mine was well that he just that he he had like a degenerative disease and so now mm -hmm. he's like actually healed in many ways do you know so yeah. just like you know that he was just feeling his physical body giving out on him like little by little and it's sort of like this is this this island is his salvation you know which which yeah. you know still still plays into what they created but it's it, it's not so much like oh there's one accident one defect and when he gets that back now he's complete it was more like you know a turning it around and there's so much power in that kind of a story of you know mm. turning it around or it's never too late or now this is your second your second chance you know um, that make, yeah that makes a lot of sense like because yeah no that's 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 really quite poetic i like that thank you so that i mean that's that's sort of like i i just had a feeling like you know it kind of pulled him back and i know they played that out with rose a little bit but mm -hmm. i just felt like because it was like this like maybe if, if he had had you know als or something like that something where all of a sudden now he is you know because he was fighting so hard for yeah. his own autonomy you know for his for his 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 power he was fighting so hard for it and it was yeah. escaping him and so like the power now he's getting it back on the island so i thought that that's kind of like the version i had um you know the writers could take it or not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave, I, I, I kinda, david and carlton what are you doing <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? but it's it's, it's i mean it, it plays into his eventual story anyway and why it might have turned into what it turned into mm. um so but anyway that was sort of i, I would have loved to see it be a little more encompassing but i feel like that's kind of what terry was embodying um yeah. at least in the beginning and he, the beginning seasons and then he he made whatever they gave him absolutely work okay you're the antichrist yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> and go so he was you know, he, he, he's just brilliant. Um, I love, I love Ben Linus, of course. I love Michael yeah. Emerson. Um, who else? I, uh, let's see. My, my, my fiance really, uh, hates Ben Linus because obviously he's like, <laughs> so she, he's, you meant to hate him a bit, but like every time she says, Oh, like I hate him. And I'm like, yeah, but you're, you're meant to hate him. And she's like, yeah, but I, I just hate him, hate him. I don't like him, hate him. I just hate him. <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious! I yeah. think he's great. Like, of course you're supposed to hate him, but like that's part of the part of the appeal, right? Like, he's he's oh, the yeah. villain. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he plays creepy so well. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to getting into those episodes and seeing how um how Kai uh uh feels about them because I just uh, there's a lot of scenes with Michael Emerson, especially that one. There's one where you don't know that he's Ben yet, and he's still in the hatch, and like Locke has let him out for food, and um yeah. I think it's when they he sent like Saeed and Ana Lucia and other people off to find his balloon. And he has mm -hmm. this whole like, uh, monologue about like, Oh, if I was, uh, if I was who you say I am, this is what I would do. And they're just like staring at him. And then he says like, 
It's like yeah, I think he says like gardeny milk or something at the end, and then the episode yeah, ends. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. It's so good. It's amazing. It's yeah. so good. And then of course, you know, I just I, I love I love Evangeline Lilly just because she's my girl crush. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, probably more more than the character. I mean, I really like the character and just mm. her agency and just how how badass she is. But I also felt like there was there's a little bit of that that sci-fi badassery that they kind of give to women which is also just impossible that's yeah. kind of you know oh come on she's still she you're still objectifying her even though even though she's like this incredibly powerful person who's calling her own shots it's still like you know she, you still got to make her human so women can really relate to her you know what i mean yeah for sure it's interesting like seeing her career like I know she was like, I think I read that her first acting, a proper acting role was on Lost. I, I believe that's the case. And like, yeah. it's incredible seeing her now, like literally fighting with the Avengers, like to see oh, her. She, she's just so brilliant. I mean, I just, yeah. I, I love how she, that, that girl, she just has no tolerance for BS. Like, mm. you know, she, she, she does the roles that she does. She chooses her roles for good reasons so mm -hmm. that she, you know, only has to work as much as she wants to and not for a second more. Cause she loves like living she loves her kids. She loves like, you know, her house. She, mm. she loves like, you know, but it's like, you know, she's just, she's brilliant the way she does. And she doesn't take any of it seriously or she doesn't, she doesn't have her ego wrapped up. It's more like, okay, so this is like, and she's also just incredibly, you know, great and yeah in <laughs> yeah. shape and gorgeous so it's mm. just you know she just I, I i really love the way that that woman runs her life <laughs> I, I i i follow her on instagram and I, I definitely get that vibe from her like what you're saying she just seems to yeah really enjoy being herself and doing what she wants to do yeah exactly yeah, absolutely cool um so the next question was uh, were you able to channel any of your own like life experiences uh, into nadia or is it was it more of a i mean i don't know because I, i've never really acted before so i don't and i know a lot of people will go like method acting um where they have to like become that character and other people like i feel like harrison ford can just walk into a room and be harrison ford and that's what they want like what what's your sort of um what's your right. sort of method well, of course, I've never had experiences like Nadia has had. Oh, thank had. God. <laughs> <laughs> thank God, yeah. Um, also, I also don't have that those kind of balls. But, <laughs> um, you know, you just, you you find the, the I mean, so I, I tried to find in that kind of character, instead of saying, okay, so I'm just going to play this, this heroine type character. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. so what if she is? afraid of a lot of what if she does have fear but she is doing this anyway because it means that much to her mm. so finding that level of of real of relativity to her so and so then in that in that you can find okay when have you ever just really felt strongly about something and the other person just is not getting it when have you ever felt that or mm. you know and i mean i can name a thousand times yeah. <laughs> that that's happened in my life so you just try and find like those moments of emotional reality that mm. that you can translate into the scene um that's the way you 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 can play something that's so far from from your own experience because mm. even if like your experiences are different it, it, she actually wasn't difficult to play because i feel like personality was just 
like our, our, our values are very similar. Mm -hmm. So it, it would be a lot harder to play a complete villain or play as a psychopath. Well, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a lot harder to play those roles because it's like, okay, now how do I make sense of that? And how do mm. I, how do I jump over that chasm to, you know, make that play? You have um, to access but that's a different kind of mentality, I suppose. Yeah, you just you mm. just have to find. But even even those people have their truth. You know, yeah. if you say, OK, now, how can you not feel anything about about something horrible that you did? OK, well, think of something where it's just like, yeah, I just I don't connect to it. I don't understand. It, it is what it is. You know mm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. You just you have in, in, in acting 101. You just have to find whatever you can um, that can go over your keyboard, you know, so you push this and it's the same letter. It's just a different font. I mean, it's a terrible analogy, but you get uh, what I was I, gonna, mean. I was just thinking that's a really nice analogy. So, <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. It's, it's, I guess when you're acting, you'd have to do a bit of homework, like mental homework, because you need to figure out like, like you say, is you're never going to be like be playing the exact same person. Well, you're rarely going to be playing the exact same person as you are anyway. So you need to like transfer those feelings over, and you know sometimes yeah they won't be one to one situations that you're carrying over. So you really have to yeah change. The but those are the most those are the most fun characters to play. I mean, yeah. there are a lot of a lot of celebrities and and movie stars who do play themselves all the yeah. time, like just different versions of themselves. But it's not that big a jump, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I would imagine those would get really boring because that's part of the fun of acting that you get to you get to, to actually be someone else, right? <laughs> yeah, you get yeah. to live in somebody else's experience for a while and interpret it, and it kind it kind of it's this blanket over humanity where you're like, okay, now I can see how like we all are sort of the same, even mm. if this one's a bastard or even if you know this one is insane. You yeah. kind of like we all have the same the same colors we're working with, you know? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, definitely. So what what was the um was there any challenges with playing Nadia? Like I've written, I've written what was the biggest challenge, but I mean, like you said, as you said, that your personalities are kind of similar. So maybe there wasn't that big a jump. I'm just yeah, interested to know if you struggled with anything. No, the only stuff I struggled with was like trying to make sense of what happened. Like I found, I found <laughs> season, season six was really hard because, um, the parallel reality. Cause I'm yeah. like, okay, so what did happen that is the same? Yeah. It, yeah. You know, was I in, in prison with Saeed or did that even happen? Because, you know, I, I didn't know when the reality started, started going in, in different directions. Mm. So, I, yeah, I guess it must have been as hard for you to work out what was going on as it was for the audience to try and work out what was going on. But you had to oh, be play, yeah. playing the emotion as if you knew what, well, I guess the characters didn't necessarily know what was going on either, but they, they knew what their world was, right? So... Right. And I, I knew that I had, you know, you know, I had feelings for Saeed, but I didn't know exactly what had gone on between us. You know, mm. I mean, had we been together and then he, you know, then I went with his brother. I mean, what exactly went on? So I, I kind of mm. just had to make my own my own story around that. And hopefully it played and it worked. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back to that. Like, I haven't watched the show uh, in its entirety for like a few years now. I have like uh so when me and my fiance were getting ready to go to hawaii last year we sort of made like a a, a list of episodes of like that featured like prominently locations we knew we were going to so i've like mm -hmm. dipped through the series and maybe watched like the premieres and the finales but like and i do remember that that storyline but i don't remember how it actually plays out so i'm really excited to get to get back to it 
Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Well, you can, you can call me back and I can explain to you <laughs> what, what I, what I created around that, what my, my, uh, what the reality of, of my backstory in that, in that episode was. Cool. I'll, well, I'll hold you to that and I'll keep you, I'll keep yeah. you <laughs> on uh, you speed it. dial. Yeah. <laughs> um, Going back to your career and stuff, like, are there any uh, like other actors or specific directors that uh, would be on a bucket list for you that you'd like to work with during your career? Oh my God, so many! I can't even I can't even begin. <laughs> so many. <laughs> um, but I'll just say, like, you know, uh, Tom Hanks, who I just I love that man. Um, He's fantastic. Meryl Streep, of course, um, but everyone wants to work with her, so she might be busy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who else? Oh God, I'm gonna have to compile this list for the next episode as well. Because I mean, I that have, I have. It's it's so long. Like <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, Ben Kingsley. I mean, just so many people. Quentin Tarantino. I mean, you you, you Ooh, can't stop yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Tarantino sounds like he'd be very interesting to work with. He sounds like he's a. I don't know how to put it. <laughs> just yeah. a very very passionate guy. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Those are those are the most fun, you know, where they're real auteurs. Yeah, I think that's probably the word I was looking for, but I would never have thought of it. So thank you for using it. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> so um, how did you find working in Hawaii? Because obviously your character was sort of like here and there. So I'm guessing you didn't spend like a massive amount of time there. It really depended. It sometimes, I mean, the shortest that I ever spent there was 72 hours. Um, wow. And then there were other there were other episodes and seasons where I, you know, I was out there for two and a half weeks because one of the scenes I was doing was at a location that was available two and a half weeks before the mm. second scene. So that they, it was just, it was just production that would schedule, you know, according to availability with location. So it really depended, you know? Um, yeah. And two and a half weeks without anything to do. And believe it or not, people, Hawaii, when you're by yourself can get boring. <laughs> <laughs> You're there by yourself and you're not working and it's two and a half weeks and you don't have a car. It can oh, get dear. a little, it can get a little surreal where you're like, huh, yeah. I, I have nothing to do. I'm in Hawaii. I have nothing to do. You're literally um, trapped on an island. Literally. Yeah. And, <laughs> and everybody's working. So it's not like you can hang out with friends from the show, you mm. know, so it's just like, okay, so I guess I'll just walk around Waikiki again. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. I think Waikiki's quite nice. You know, but no, two and a half weeks is quite a long time. Yeah, it's it's all amazing. I am in no way complaining, but it's just <laughs> like, it, it, it's surreal to find yourself like entertaining these thoughts. Like, wow. <laughs> this <laughs> is times... actually a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many times can you go to the zoo? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you find that on location in everything that you do, that you have all this downtime, mm. um, you know, unless you're the star of the show, <clears throat> but you have all this downtime and everybody is working and everyone's on set or at the studio and mm. you're just like, uh, uh, planetarium again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, le leading off of that question, um, did were you ever able to visit this sort of like, I've put in, a, in um, quotation marks, island set. So obviously all, all of your episodes, as far as I remember, were all... Uh, real world like locations in terms of the show did you ever get down to the to the beach sets or like the jungle or anything like that 
Oh no, no. If, if they were on location, you didn't, you didn't go because <laughs> sometimes you would go to the studio, um, you know, cause there was stuff to do there and there was paperwork to sign to, you know, contracts or that's mm-hmm. where they had, um, you know, their, the, the wardrobe and makeup sometimes, but otherwise, <clears throat> otherwise, like if you're, if, if they're shooting on location, and you're not working and you just want to go, I mean, you're just going to be underfoot and yeah. you're, you're going to be hassling transportation. It's just like, you know, it's best to just make yourself scarce yeah. because they're trying to get their work done, you know, but if it was like a, a set on location, that was kind of like a huge thing that they had built, they might even offer to like, Oh, you want to take a look at it or something, you know, did, before we drop you at the hotel. Did you, what did you see any stuff like that? Like the temple or anything? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so I I am uh, I was at the um I'm trying to remember what the trail is called now but basically it was the land where they built the temple exterior um and the orchid station um and it's also where the polar bear cages were in season three and I went into the because there's um there's like a little store oh, there wow. I, I don't know if you're aware there's like a little like I think it's like a restaurant in there and then there's like a store that has like water and stuff because it's like a trail you need like you know, you need water to keep hydrated and so on and so forth. Um, and I went oh, wow. in there and they, they have like this board up and they have like pictures from, from all the episodes that were shot like on the location. And I asked the uh, the lady um, at the counter um, what happened to the polar bear cages. And she was like, oh, my uncle actually has them because they basically collapsed over time. Obviously, they weren't built for long term use. So the yeah, the, the, the lady's uncle owned the land and he still had the polar bear cages back at his uh at his house and she also said that she had a big chunk of the temple back at her house as well oh my god yeah it's That's mad. awesome yeah wow um, so yeah co- coming off of that question um did the production feel much different to uh stuff that you do in la like what was the what was the sort of atmosphere because i know hawaii is very like laid back atmosphere and everyone's really chill but at the same time it's a working atmosphere right so how did it did it differ from from uh la in any way well yeah usually if you're if you're working in la um and you're working out of a studio it's just sort of um you know you show up and it just it kind of feels it's kind of like an office you know what i mean like you mm-hmm. just you, you you come in you go to makeup hair you do your job there's trailers like, you know, and it, it's really fun to be on lots in, in, in LA. Like that's a lot of fun. It's almost yeah. like, you know, it's a little, it's like a little escape from the day to day. It's kind of like a little magic world. But when you're, when you're there, um, yeah, it, it definitely, there, there were some aspects that were more laid back, like, especially I'd say the, the stunty work, <laughs> <laughs> The stunty work, it's like, you know, they're this, I mean, stunt people just, I, I, I love them. They're, it's, they're their own little fraternity sorority, you know, mm. and they're just so like, especially if an actor is going to do their own stunts, they're like just so behind you. And I just found like the ones who were on Lost, it was like, they were their own posse. So <laughs> if they found out you were doing a, a stunt, they're just like, oh, come here. Okay. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. It's like, ah, oh, no, wow. it's going to be good. Oh yeah, no, you're gonna be fine. <laughs> you know, um, so that was the only thing that was a little bit like, okay, this is kind of like outward bound. You know, this feels like you know, I'm, yeah. I'm going hang gliding in Hawaii or something. You know, <laughs> but other than that, um, they're still they're still totally professional. They yeah. they get their stuff done. And what was cool was because I was you know recurring on that show, 
I, I did get to sort of like build relationships over time and see yeah. people again. And it kind of just, it, that felt really, really cool. And usually when you're in LA, it's, you know, you have a, a guest spot. I, I, I never recurred over six years in anything else. So I, yeah. that wouldn't necessarily be Hawaii related, but you know, that was definitely lost. Related. Yeah. The nature of the show, I suppose, the sort of yeah. nar- narrative popping in and out and, and, and that. Yeah. So um, following on from that, uh, do, do you uh, keep in contact with any uh, cast or crew members uh, nowadays? Um, I think like, I mean, via email and stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still in touch with a lot of people. I talked to, uh, I talked to Neil, uh, Neil Hopkins, mm-hmm. who played Liam, one of, one of your countrymen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's American, right? He is American. Yeah. 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 Um, so I talked to him. I, I actually talked to Bernard. Sometimes I talked to Sam. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah, he's very sweet. He lives in California and is very into the theater scene out here. So right, um, he, that guy's popping up in everything. Like I'm, he's always on the TV. Whenever I I only just realized he was in Forrest Gump like today. <laughs> oh, he was. Yeah, he. Well, I, I better double check now. Now I've said it. Let me. Um, Sam Anderson. His name was, wasn't it? Yeah, Sam yeah, Let me have a quick Google. I've said it and now sure. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> You're saying that it actually sounds familiar. Yeah, I saw someone post a picture uh, on Facebook about something this morning, but now, now I'm worried I'm thinking of some other film. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. Oh, yeah, hang on, here we go. Let me just check it's the same Sam Anderson, but I think my, my internet is being really slow. I don't know if it's because we were on the call or not, but it's taking forever. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He played he played the principal in uh, Forrest's principal when he's a kid. Oh no way! Yeah. Good eye. Look at that. Well, I mean, I was on Facebook and it popped up. I didn't do too much work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's. Uh, I still I, I'm I'm in touch with him from time to time. Mm-hmm. I'm in touch with uh, Henry Cusick from time to time. Oh, um, I love that guy. He's still in Hawaii, right? He's he, he moved. Uh, yeah. Out there. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's um oh just like recently I just around town uh, I ran into Maggie Grace I see her randomly sometimes really <laughs> she yeah she and I actually we worked on a, we worked on Breaking Dawn together you know the uh, oh of course the yeah yeah uh, it's so funny that it, it's totally like a lost episode we keep like you know <laughs> bumping into <laughs> each other the, again yeah bumping into each other again it's just like you know. A little joke about Saeed. Like, ah, you can have him. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Talking about... Yeah, sorry, go on, go on. She's like, we shared a man. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That basically makes you sisters, right? I think. (laughs) In some religions, yes. Yes. (laughs) Sister wives. (laughs) Um, yeah, talking about Saeed, uh, how was um, uh, Naveen Andrews to work with? Uh, was he, uh, well, yeah, what was he like to work with then? Oh, he's awesome. I yeah. love, I love Naveen. Yes, he's just, he's incredibly generous. And the second that you're on set is just sort of like, you know, he, he welcomed me. And like, I just, I just know he just makes everyone really, really comfortable. Like everyone mm-hmm. deserves a seat at the table there's there's no like star shenanigans or any like you know oh see i'm a regular and you're a guest or it was just like he was just from from day one from the first episode it yeah. was really cool yeah oh, that's, that's really nice yeah he, he he's always come across to me and so i've watched a bunch of the behind the scenes like 
um, stuff on the DVDs and that. He's always come across to me as really funny. Yeah, he is. And such an amazing guitarist. Like, yeah. I don't know how many people know that about him, but he's an incredibly talented musician. Like, really, yeah. He could have done either, you know? <laughs> Well, right. Well, I've got a couple more questions. Uh, they're sort of less in depth, but so I'll just um, I'll get on them. But um, uh, sort of circling back to what we were saying earlier about uh, stuff that well, actors, your directors, you'd want to work with. But um, what what would you say like um, your maybe your favorite TV or a series or movie is, or something that's really influenced you or inspired you, or something that you just like is a guilty pleasure and you just watch whenever? Oh. Um... I love for for TV. I love Breaking Bad. I just thought that oh. was such a great show. And if you can tell, I have like a very specific kind of guru type. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. My favorite actors is Brian Cranston. I love <laughs> the older the, the older bald men. I love them. <laughs> it's all about the older bald men. <laughs> like, I also mentioned mentioned like Ben Kingsley and and Anthony Hopkins. So yep. I think you know where I'm going. <laughs> I have a type. So, um, yeah, and very awkward crushes on all these people. So <laughs> that's another step. That's another episode, though. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I would love I'd love to work with Brian Cranston. Like he's mm. kind of Terry Quinn level to me, you know, yeah. just in talent. Um, just an amazing actor. So I love that. I, I, I did really like um, I liked The Handmaid's Tale for okay. a long time. Now it just pisses me off. Like really, I, <laughs> I haven't seen I, I mean, it. What, what's the what's the yeah? Why 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 does it piss you off? Oh, because I mean it's it's one of those. It's it's honestly it's a revenge. Uh, it's like a revenge scenario. Uh-huh. But you are waiting so long for the revenge. Like, <laughs> you know, usually in guy movies, they know that men can only take it for so long, and by the end of a, mm. like of an hour and a half, he's kicking ass. You know. Yeah. But, yeah. They're asking women to hold on for like three seasons. Oh my it's God. it's a lot. <laughs> you want her to just start kicking ass, like you want to see. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of just like my my patience is at its limit. I'm like, yeah, okay, this yeah. has got to stop. Yeah, it's one of those so, things that you love, but it makes you take tear your hair out. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's doing its job well. Yeah, but, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's um, it's just it's just getting hard for me. But that's I mean that's intentional on mm-hmm. their part. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, but, mov- movies? What would you uh, what would you say? Your uh, your favorite movies or movies that you enjoy? Ooh, God! I wish I had thought of some of these because you know, as soon as I, I hang up with you, I'm gonna say, Oh my you, God, there's that! Oh my You've got to remember that. all these things, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like right now, I just I, none are coming to mind, even though. I, I know there are just so many of them, you know? It's the nature of you'll um, be You'll be in the shower or something and you'll, you'll be like, oh, there it is, there it is, there it oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. So will you also write this down for our next episode as well? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I will start taking notes. <laughs> so, Surprised I could even remember. Uh, Breaking Bad and Handmaid's Tale, honestly. I, I was going to say, actually, did you see the um, uh, El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie that was released a few months back? No, I didn't. I actually, that's on my list of yeah. one of the many things that I want to I wanna look at. Oh, man. I've got so many lists of stuff as well. I've got, got about 20 TV series on my list at the moment. It's yeah, a nightmare. Yeah. An absolute There's nightmare. So much stuff. Mm. I guess that's one of, one of the things that Lost contributed to, actually, was... Um, 
the sort of the TV revolution in a way. Like, you yeah. know, a lot of great, great stuff has come out after Lost, and I think it like it's sort of like what's the word? I th- I'll keep wanting to say say that again. A renaissance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think like a lot of the stuff wouldn't exist without Lost, although the the, the sort of story that it stories that it did. Um, yeah. and, and now there's just too much stuff to watch. <laughs> I know. There's no way you can watch all of it. It's just, yeah. yeah. Especially with streaming services being the norm now as well. There's like so many on each of the different streaming services that uh, are worth watching. And it's just a nightmare. Like I wish, I wish I could just freeze time and just watch like a whole show and then go about my day and do my life yeah. stuff and then come back and yeah. watch another one. And the quality of everything is just so good. I honestly mm. can't remember the last time I've gone to a theater and seen a movie. I can't even remember. Oh, like, really? Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I mean, there's so much. I, I know uh, Star Wars came out and everything, but yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen those. Um, but I just, I, I feel like just TV is so good now. Mm. It, it takes a lot for me to go outside and sit in a room full of people. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Like, I, I have to, like, um, sort of alternate things. Like, I'll watch, like, one season of something, and then I'll watch, like, five or six movies over the course of a couple of weeks, and then I'll, like, go back to watching a series. Like, because it, it's just, like, it's hard to balance everything at the same time. Like, this, like you said, yeah. there's so much good stuff. And, like, so Kai is, is a really big movie fan, and um, we're actually friends because we're studying on a, a sound for film and TV course at the moment. And he oh, is just cool. like, yeah, he's like this guy who just watches films like every day. Like every, if you listen to any of our podcast episodes, like a few times per episode, he'll be like, hey, have you seen this film? And I'll be like, nope. And I've got like no more to contribute <laughs> because I've never seen all the stuff that he watches. Right. Yeah. 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 Completely. Mm. Right. Well, yeah, I, 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 sorry, go on, go on. Oh, oh I was just going to say the movies that I do watch are mm. usually so obscure and strange. Yeah. Like, Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to yeah, like, hard to talk about them, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I very rarely go out and see the, the movie that's like the hot thing right now. I yeah. mean basically never. <laughs> but I did see uh Midsummer and then I like I watched um I watched uh The Lighthouse, you know, yeah. direct by the same guy who did The Witch. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I don't remember his name right now. But like these obscure up and coming sort of indie directors, yeah. that really interests me. So I always I always look to see what sort of like the the guys off the grid are doing. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I I'm really I've not seen Midsummer yet. It's been on my it's been on my list for a while. But um I really enjoyed Hereditary from the the, the same director before. So yes, I'm look, really looking forward nice. Oh, it's terrifying. Terrifying. So disturbing. It's all yeah. oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it gave me the creeps a bit. Like usually I'm okay with scary movies, but I think I had to like I think I had to wait for my partner to come home before I went to bed because I was like, I just need to wait here. <laughs> oh yeah, that like that one was just it, it that's the thing. I don't I, I hate gory movies. I mm. don't like you know like like gore porn and I don't like the the killer going around killing all the kids who had sex and that kind of thing like yeah just the stereotypical slasher stuff yeah Yeah. I'm way more into like the stuff that's not gory but just so disturbing Mm. you know like even the ring you know like things that aren't and and I and I'm, I'm really not not into jump scares I think it's super cheap yeah me too Um, I I totally get what you mean like I'm 
it cheap is definitely the word I would use. My my partner, like, not only does she think she's cheap, but she they also really make her jump, so she can't watch a scary film properly if she's worried that there'll yeah. be jump scares in it. So she has to cover her eyes, and I have to <laughs> dictate dictate the scene to her, like because because she won't watch it. One hundred percent. It's like how I mean. I also think that those those movies don't have a lot of plots, and they don't mm. have a lot of good acting. So you know, there's nothing to watch anyway, but. If it's a good movie, you want to be watching it and hearing what they're saying and watching the, the camera angles. And I mean, there's so much to it. And if there are jump scares, yeah, it's 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 completely antagonizing, you know? Yeah, it's, it's I think it's all about atmosphere and horror. You've got to get the atmosphere right. And I think adding jump scares to that is kind of unnecessary, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Like what jump scares were in The Shining, for God's sake? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you, I, I'm, I'm guessing you might have missed it, but the, um, the sequel to The Shining came out last year. I don't suppose you managed to catch that. It's called uh, Doctor Sleep. I didn't, but I wanted to. I didn't know it came oh. out already. My God, yeah. I'm so out of It's, um, it's, I mean, I was never, I like Stephen King stuff. I was never a huge fan of The Shining. I like it, but I'm just not like on the level that a lot of other people are, I suppose. Like, you know, I recognize that it's a masterpiece, but it's not necessarily my thing. But Dr. Sleep, right. the, the novel, I read like a few years back and it became my favorite King novel. And then watching the movie, it became my favorite King movie, I think. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty pretty high praise. Like, I don't want to big it up too much. But you just, just don't want to keep your expectations too high. No, but yeah. I really want, that's with James McAvoy, right? Uh, it's with Ewan McGregor. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that's definitely next for me. I've been wanting to see that. But, you know, you hear about something coming out and then mm. you forget. <laughs> yeah. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. It's um it, it's interesting because it's a sequel very much in its like themes and its ideas, but it does something that a lot of sequels don't do, and it's like completely change the setting and what the plot actually is, if that makes sense. Yeah. So obviously the 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 de the sort of demons in uh, Jack Torrance's head, and also the ghosts in the hotel, like th that's the, the the what the plot is based on in The Shining. But in um uh, in Doctor Sleep, it's more of like Danny's demons. But also a completely different plot that doesn't involve the hotel at all, but also does involve wow. the ho involve the hotel. So yeah, I definitely recommend that one to check out. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I want to my final question now because of the nature of the podcast, I have to ask, what's your favorite drink, alcoholic or otherwise? <laughs> I love Bloody Marys. Absolutely love them. Um, Bloody Marys. Yeah, I love them because it's like it's like a salad in a in a glass with vodka <laughs> i was gonna say forgive my ignorance but that's the one with t uh, tomato juice right yeah it's yeah, like it's, yeah. it's, it's, is that not a very british drink i mean it i know it exists and stuff but i, I maybe it is but i don't i don't usually drink many cocktails so that's probably what <laughs> probably what oh, it is <laughs> yeah i mean i i like i love it because it's actually kind of filling and i I am pescatarian, so I really do enjoy salads, but okay. I also really like vodka, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's spicy, so it's kind of like it's how do I how do I describe it? It's almost like um it's almost like gazpacho. Do you do you have gazpacho? Uh, I know what it is. Uh, through the Simpsons I know what it is. I've never actually tried it before. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah, it's just it's kind of like my favorite combination of like spicy, vegetable-y, but alcoholic and i also but here's here's the thing about me that a lot of people probably would not know well i will mm. p.s i also like dirty martinis with uh dirty vodka martinis <laughs> but then um like if i'm gonna go out and it's just about 
getting a buzz, like, mm-hmm. okay, let's just like, none of this, none of this BS. Let's just, you know, let's just get there. Yeah. I will do um shot of tequila and a beer from the bottle. Like I'll, you know, do the shot of tequila, yep. then I can leave the bar and carry the bottle with me. And that's like, <laughs> that's just my, that's my, <laughs> my, my, my to go. That's what happens. Very nice. Very nice indeed. I'm, I'm usually like, um, I went through when I was younger. I used to drink. Uh, what did I used to drink? I think I drank a lot of Jack Daniels, and then like I switched to beer a bit a few years ago, and now I pretty much drink beer all the time. But unfortunately, it's given me a beer belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah. I. I. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I. 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 I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a teetotaler. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in in the day, I, I love Patron. Um, mm-hmm. Like the tequila would be, you know, that's a once, once in a while thing, just because yeah, yeah. it is like, uh, it is like an anvil to the head, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll get there, but we don't know if you're coming back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> right, well, that's all my questions. I wanted to thank you again so much for for joining me and uh, listening to my ramblings about certain things, even uh, even though I am sober, I still ramble quite oh. a lot. <laughs> Thanks for listening to my rambling. no worries thank you very much Andrea speak to you soon of course yes definitely and and great accent thank you (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome I'll talk to you later